0: Welcome to this week's episode of the Inside Out Podcast. This week I'm joined by Ryan and we are going to talk all things about imposter syndrome. From what imposter syndrome actually is and also what it does to affect us in our everyday life. And one of the other bigger questions is where does it come from? And that's of course unique to every single person. Uh, listening and every person um like me and Ryan, both different thought so this is this is a big topic, and we want to dive deep into this one. I hope you enjoy the episode Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the inside out podcast this week, I have uh, my fellow friend and guest uh ryan on the on the podcast today. We wanted. We talked a while ago, Ryan, about like how how imposter syndrome is is something that's I mean everyone kinda knows what it is, but they um don't realise that I read a stat, it was like there was like more than seventy percent of people experience it at one point at least one point in their lives. But I know from speaking from my own experience that it's been many more times than one. And I think it's kind a common feeling.
1: Definitely. I think um, the more that, as you said, more and more people are, are finding out about what it actually is. And I uh-huh. think that the more people become aware of it, yep. that that 70% that you mentioned is, is probably going to go up. Um, For sure. And the other interesting thing is that it really doesn't affect uh, any particular type of person. It's really right uh, across the board. So you could be a, a CEO mm-hmm. of any, you know, Disney, uh, mm-hmm. and it still seems to affect those kind of as
0: well as you know people like you yeah exactly I, I, and the thing is um, and it, and it's small things i mean just just to sort of uh to anybody that doesn't really know what uh imposter syndrome is or an example of it um imposter syndrome you feel free to add anything else ryan if you if you want to but it's basically self-doubt in general but it can also uh, make you doubt your your accomplishments it makes you, it's kind of that fearful inside, and maybe you're, you know, sort of scared of making yourself uh, exposed to being, you know, not achieving something, or not achieving a goal, or making mistakes, because, you know, as of anybody's everyday job, or everyday's life, they're, they're going to make mistakes, and I mean, I'm signing for with myself, I used to be terrified of people knowing that I made a mistake, and it's actually not as it weighs a lot on you but i don't think it's as once you do it and you kind of you know like do it in front of people many times it gets a bit easier but is there, is there anything else that you wanted to add to that ryan or any no sort of i think you sk- covered
1: my understanding of it as well i mean the the major one for me would be that being exposed as a almost like a fraud um mm-hmm. i always look yeah. at it to whenever i get a, or a, you know you get a new job and You've been a successful mm-hmm. candidate amongst X number of yep. candidates and, and you're starting on your first day and you're getting to know more about the role and uh, your, your, your colleagues and things and, and you can sometimes send your cell oh man, it's only a matter of time before they realize <laughs> they've made the wrong hiring decision and, and I'm going to be told to go yeah. and, and they're going to find someone much better than me. Uh, mm-hmm. and that's really the, the slippery slope that starts. Yeah. Um, and it can even, like you said, even when you, then you do make mistakes, that you focus more on that than the things that you've done right.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And that ties into you like, I'm trying to have a, a growth mindset of, okay, I've, not that you've failed, it's that you've uh, not mm-hmm. achieved what you wanted to, but you're trying to use that as a learning opportunity mm-hmm. to, to grow more. So it's, you know, there's, that's just one of the ways I'm sure that we've of trying to, trying to overcome it.
0: It's it, one thing came to mind when you said that, and I, I had no idea I was going to say this, but um, you know we see a lot, especially in the current you know pandemic. You you've got the a daily address by like the PMs or the President or whatever, and there people in the press are actually saying to them like, why did you not do this sooner? Why is your stance on this? thing changed because yesterday it was this today you're saying this like why is it different and that makes me think of imposter syndrome a little bit because you know nobody can get it right it's very hard like especially in this situation to get it like if you're coming up with a you know an emergency fund for businesses right and it's the first draft of that fund what is the likelihood that you're going to actually get that 100 right in a thought of absolutely everything before you, before you release it. It's very small, I would think.
1: That's true. I mean, the examples there is that's a position where you're under a lot of security. Um, mm-hmm. But you're right. I mean, you're, you're not, given that example, you're not going to nail something first time, every time, you might, once or yep. twice. But honestly, mm-hmm. that's probably more down to luck than anything else. <laughs> but, um, yeah, You're right. It's, it's trying to reflect on the fact that, okay, it didn't work out. That doesn't yep. mean I can't do this thing or this job. Right, um, exactly. I just need to learn from this to improve. And yeah, I might get it wrong again, but mm-hmm. I'm at least going to try again and yeah. self-sabotaging and, and walking away and giving
0: up. Mm-hmm. No, I completely agree. And I think that was probably a more extreme example that um it's, I think, um like these people are under a lot of scrutiny. But, you know, I think that when we're, you know the perfect example that you just used You start a new a new role a new job She's so going to have a completely new environment new people new boss new role everything and the you are almost like beating yourself up before you've even done anything and you know let alone if it's a new career a completely changing career like i would understand like maybe you're not sure if you know certain things so for the most part, people are sticking to the same thing. They're they're doing recruitment somewhere else, or they're, they're a project manager or network infrastructure. They're using somewhere else to do the exact same, you know, sort of area of expertise. But you still, I mean, I've found this many times. I beat myself up going, oh, do I remember how to do these things that I'm required to do in this, this role? And as I do it wrong, will they just get rid of me? And, and it it's really is a quite a vicious cycle. Sometimes um, even
1: get into that, if you're going, if you're making, say, I mean, the the likelihood is any, any career change or any uh, job change you do is, is usually you end up doing a similar role, maybe with a bit Mm. more um, responsibility, but if you, if you go into it thinking, oh man, this is, this is all so new to me and I don't know what I'm doing, and then Mm -hmm. the more you realize that it's actually what you've done and what you're good at, you just need to give yourself some time to said that mm-hmm. rather than thinking oh day one it didn't go
0: well that's uh, everything's everything's on fire. Mm-hmm. it's not gonna happen yeah and i think um uh, like when you put yourself in a new set in like a new workplace or um even you know like meeting new friends as well right like you go I mean, a lot of people, you know, you put yourself out there and maybe you go and do it as public speaking club. I've done that. Uh, Maybe I go and try, like, I've been doing improv, which I've mentioned before, but um, these are things where you're really putting yourself in a very vulnerable spot to really be opened up to the self-sabotage, I think. Because you're Mm -hmm. saying, hey, there's an open goal here. Feel free to, you can, you've got the opportunity to do and say whatever you want. And and it's very hard when when you when I when I put it like that just now I'm thinking like that's a really um, that's a really tough uh place to be. Like standing in front of an audience and being like, I'm gonna tell you what I'm up here to tell you but uh, you know, you're you can also get that you can also think about these things in your head. Did they like the speech? Did they think I was boring? Did did they like the presentation? Was the presentation up to their standards on what they wanted to see? And while that, these questions are important, it's, I think there's nobody, so me anyway, is more critical on myself than being like, I, I should have thought of that before. And um, it's you know a perfectionism which uh, in reality doesn't really exist.
1: No, it doesn't. Um, and I think something that I've learned uh, in my current work environment that yep. they, they proactively do, which is, everybody sort of peer reviews everybody else's work and gives active feedback. Mm,
0: interesting. So yeah. the,
1: idea, the idea that I've never and no one that I know there has ever submitted a piece of work and been told, yep, that's fine, and no one's had any feedback or any ideas as to what to add or take out. Right. Um, so I think if you're looking for that feedback, um, you can have your own opinion of how things went. No. You turn around and say, hey, you know, do you have any feedback for me? then you're mm-hmm. going to get those improvements. And you're, you're going to realise that, yeah, okay, they're telling me that I did this and this wrong, or they I could have done it better. But they're not lambasting me, they're not telling me that I'm not fraud and that I shouldn't be here. It's constructive criticism mm-hmm. for you to then take on to, to the next right. thing. So like that speaking group, you were part of that was part of the, the whole thing, which was yeah. people would critique and give you feedback on specific parts of your, mm-hmm. your speech. So you go into that sure. already knowing that you're going to get that. And that, I'm sure it didn't take away any of the, the nerves that you would have mm-hmm. had from it. But at the same time, mm-hmm. you, you know that if you're going to make any mistakes, you're going to be told them. And if you're willing to accept that and understand it, then you can use that as yep. growth opportunity to go, okay, it's not going to be perfect because um, yep. they're going to, they're looking for, for issues. And I'm going to mm-hmm. get that valuable feedback to improve for the next time.
0: Exactly. And it's, it's so true, like... And uh, you're talking about like the uh, the sort of people's opinion part of it, um but uh, like taking it sort of as a like a, a step back uh, from their their like opinion or their uh, evaluation on a speech or the work that you've presented to them, or you know like peer checking, like you were saying on the work. Um, I think that um, it's 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 a uh, it's a. What would be the thing? It's more like a habit, I think. Um, I think, for example, like the first public speech that you do is nerve wracking. And it's and it's you know looking back and it, I can remember nine, and it was it was definitely. I did, now looking back and I was like, though it wasn't a good speech. There were so many things I could have done differently. But I mean, of course, when you learn more, you're going to think that. But um, I think that um, it's like repetition of anything. Like the more you do it, the more comfortable you'll de- You'll get with it. And I think that some—I mean—I know people that that don't ask for feedback for that reason because they—they don't—I don't know that say they don't value it, or they're just uh, sort of scared to get their work critiqued or whatever. But I think that the more times you do these things, and uh, you become more confident in your own ability, so therefore when you when you do get the feedback from someone, yep. you can really have that call yourself and be like because the first thing I think about the feedback is you know I could have done something better but then you break it down like he you know this person said I should have went into more detail on this subject but in reality they don't really know all the context so they're like well you know I told and then you know yourself like I shouldn't have went into this much detail because the purpose of my speech the message I was delivering was something um of a you know a different uh, area of that subject so I didn't want to spend too much time so you've got to remember people don't have all the context no uh, and they never have all the context I'm not saying this about you have to remember I'm just saying in no, general no, no. like that's the thing and that's, I think uh, that that's important
1: it's knowing and that's the other thing as well Is if someone asks you to get feedback you know that mm-hmm. you know it's not going to be perfect either and, and it never will absolutely
0: not it never knowing, will be yeah.
1: when you're when you're taking that feedback is um and I'm not saying that you're what you're suggesting isn't doing this, but it's to sort of try and take your ego out of it and go, okay, I need to... I know I'm going to have to improve this. I know it can be better. But if the feedback is something like, okay, you were talking about buses, you should have talked more about the wheels. That's kind of an opinion rather than constructive criticism as to how you delivered that speech. You should have uh, enunciated more, you mumbled a little bit, or you used too many Mm -hmm. filler words, I think, that you used to tell me the, the... they, they, yeah, they, do you they, they, when you say
0: like um, or yeah, yeah they, that's exactly. Can't, can't um, it,
1: yeah. Or you know, Absolutely. you spoke a lot of it fast here, or you, mm-hmm. you know, you stood still and you look like, you know, really stiff. Like that, that's the kind of feedback that you can go, okay, I can take that. I can use yeah. it. Not, you know, something mundane like, yeah, talk more about the windscreen wipers next time, where <laughs> that's kind of yeah, that's, not that's really true. the
0: point. That's very true. Yeah, that's not the point of why I'm getting evaluated. It's more like, the, the actual speech itself like did I present it well did I speak clearly did I uh did I move around did I use hand gestures did I engage the audience I I, I get what you're saying it makes makes complete sense
1: exactly and I'm sure you know if you're talking in front of a larger audience some people would say mm-hmm. I think you did that well and another person would say that mm-hmm. you, they
0: didn't think you did that
1: exact same uh, thing as well as you could have done so exactly. Subjective.
0: Is very subjective. Like, I literally had someone say the audience was engaged the whole way through the presentation. The other person goes, Yeah, I don't really think there's enough audience engagement. Audience engagement, And yeah. none of them are wrong. It's an opinion. Definitely. You know? So it's just I think, like. I think,
1: you know, in, be, in a way of tra- trying to overcome
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, posture syndrome, getting that feedback all the time uh, and asking for cruiser, it is cruiser. definitely one of those things to come out of your comfort yep. zone and almost mm-hmm. try because it's hard to describe it. If you're already in a position where you don't think that you are where you should be, yeah, maybe take that as an opportunity to grow and say, okay, well, I might not yeah. be on the level I want to be right now, but I, yeah. I want I want to grow and I want to be in a position where I'm... I don't think you can ever be, yeah, I'm perfect at this job and I'll never be better, but at
0: least you can be That's comfortable yeah.
1: in your performance to sort yep. of put the imposter syndrome
0: to, to, to mm-hmm. but there's obviously a different ways to do it uh, exactly and I, I completely agree and the thing is um uh the I, I think one thing that does contribute to imposter syndrome because um imposter syndrome is common re- commonly or and sometimes related to things like depression anxiety Uh, low self-esteem what I talked about earlier about like perfectionism and judging self-judgment and uh, like constantly think you have to monitor everything you're doing like you just said about um, you know should I be here or should I be here because I'm 30 now and I should really be this particular place in my life Um, but these are um, all you know either you're comparing yourself to other people, which is already a way to to get in your own head and in, in, in my opinion at least uh because nobody's life is the same as yours, whether you're you know lives next door or not it, it doesn't matter like you've got to be there mentally and this is what we're we're talking about is where are you mentally like I couldn't have done uh public speaking up until the point where I'd done it, and I was twenty eight at the time so or twenty seven so maybe someone could have done that at eighteen you know, there's different people, right?
1: Exactly, and I completely agree, there, there's no point in comparing yourself at all, like, there'll be people mm-hmm. who I know people who went to college when they were in their 50s they hadn't done it before, and they got their awesome. college degree and, and achieved later on in, in their life awesome. than other people would and no point in yeah. that person worry about the fact that everybody else in that classroom is under them um, mm-hmm. but yeah, you know, when when you are achieve try I would definitely say, you know, try not to worry about what everybody else is doing, for sure. Yeah. The, the concern for me would be, okay, you want to be a manager. When you get mm-hmm. to that managerial spot, trust that you're there on merit and that someone yeah. believes that you can do that job. Um, Absolutely. Regardless of, you mm-hmm. know, how it goes within the first little while.
0: Yeah, I think um as well, like I think often the consequences of like you say not being able to do the job or or whatever I think the consequences of you know, things not going well, like let's say you're in your first managerial position and you take the stance of I'm the boss and I'm gonna tell people what to do. And you know, I've seen this many times. And it and it and it works. And it works for in my opinion, the short term. But and um, you essentially will be or, you know, potentially depending on the leadership and the company and all that. But potentially, you know, that someone will find out and, and it won't work for them or the, the director or the company or whatever. And then you are. Out. But the thing is, you learn from that if someone's not already mentoring you while you're doing it. Like I've seen people shift like that in a workplace before where they were like that. And then now they're like all about like, what can I do for you type thing. And these are very opposites. Um, But the important thing is not to be too hard on yourself. You approached it that way because with the information and the experience that you had at that time, you believed it was right for the right or wrong reasons. Yeah. But you learned.
1: But you'll learn as well that not everybody responds to the same type of manager, managerial, um, the same way approach. And yeah. eventually, you can build your own team, and, and the dynamics will, will, will change as a result of that. But you know, yeah. a good manager will be able to utilize people who are strong um, yes. in different ways. Um, just because mm-hmm. someone doesn't respond well to the the example you gave is, what can I do for you? They're one mm-hmm. of those kind of people that needs clear direction. Then mm-hmm. that doesn't
0: make that person less of an asset. Mm.
1: It's just absolutely as an example
0: of yeah. Someone might be like, hey, "I don't know what to do." Okay, do these three things. Okay, great. I'm off. I'm going to go and do them, and I'm going to go do them very well. That I need you to tell me what to do. Like that's what yeah. people are like. Some people are like that, and it's fine. There's no right yeah. or wrong way. Yeah, exactly. So he- here's here's one for you. So the imposter cycle. Um, it's kind of what we've been talking about. Uh, but this is like the, the you know the what's perceived as the cycle of imposter syndrome. So it starts with an achievement-related task, whatever it may be. Um, and then, like, immediately after you had this task or whatever it is you're trying to produce for um, whatever reason, these things like anxiety, uh, self-doubt, and worrying that you can't do it, follow that point. And then you respond to it by... Gen- so generally speaking, I mean, they, you either over or you procrastinate a lot um, before you actually start executing the task. Eventually, yeah. the task is complete. Um, you get your feedback or it's great or whatever it is. And then the, recycle, the cycle Sorry, would then repeat again and again and again. Um, and that could be obviously multiple things at one time and one day uh, that that could happen. But... Um, like that really resonates with me when I read that I thought yeah that makes sense I got a task now I'm like oh can I actually even do this so, mm, maybe I want to do it right and I want to have no corrections like I want to do it perfect my uh, my go to in that scenario is usually um, I'm getting better at it because I've been although I never really used the term imposter syndrome the last few years but I've been more conscious of the fact of, trusting myself and not over tell because mine's is not to procrastinate, mine's is usually to start doing it, but then it's it's like I'm, do- I'm overkill. You know, they just want to know these things, I'm like, yeah, they might want to know this, and they might want to know this, and they might have these questions, and I want to prepare for absolutely everything so that whenever they throw everything at me, I can answer, the qu- I can answer it. Mm-hmm. But the reality is every time you go into that situation, they ask something that you never thought about, and then you're like, okay, I, I don't know that, but I'm going to have to find it out for you.
1: I, mean, I can imagine that that would uh, really eventually lead to burnout of some kind if you're if you're really like that. I mean, I'm I'm more of the procrastinator side so of things. Mm-hmm. Um, the example I mm-hmm. would give would be when I was um, planning <clears throat> to move to Canada and mm-hmm. um, the, the task that was put before me, you know, seemed so m- mammoth Uh, And I was scared of failure because I was worried about how that would look to other people. I've been saying I'm going to move to Canada and then for whatever reason due to my, I guess, my own intelligence or whatever, I wasn't able to achieve it. Uh, And that led me to procrastinate rather than actually tackle it. Uh, And Mm -hmm. it doesn't, when you say it out loud, it just, it doesn't make sense. But again, a lot of people listening to this will probably do Mm -hmm. the exact same thing. Um, Oh yeah. But it is really about Something like that, the approach was to sort of try and break it down, um,
0: absolutely and
1: tackle it bit by bit, uh, and then try and turn off the idea of okay, well, if I don't get there,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's not the end of the world. And it, it's not, as you well know, the first year I tried to come to Canada, it didn't happen, and then I tried again the next yep. year, and it did. And really, mm-hmm. that failure the first time didn't change really very much, it was just a case of okay, well. I know
0: more yep. about the process. I will be able to just coach a little bit better next time. Mm-hmm. And that's a that's a great example because that can be applied in all, almost every situation. You tried something that didn't work, and you you learned from it, um, and then you tried it differently the next time. And you, it was great that it worked out. And might not have worked out again, and then you might have had to go a third time if you you know really really wanted to do it. It's it's. It's different our approaches are very different and, and the over to to burnout is a thing because I used to do that a lot. Like I, I used to think so someone says like I'm just you know, terrible example, but someone they be like, Okay, I wanna just know the the stats on this month's uh numbers. I wanna know uh you know, percentage of this, number of this and it's like they give you like the basically the requirements of what they want and it might just be tight things. And I just need you to talk to you for 10 minutes. Uh, and if you could run me through them, that would be great. Simple task, right? Because they've told you what, exactly what they want. They're saying, hey, this is what I want. Can we just go and talk about it for 10 minutes? So then I would go away. And, and it's not this, not like this anymore because um, I had another thought. But I'll, I'll, I'll finish this one. But I'll, I'll actually go away. I'll get the information they need. And then because I know the, you know, let's say you know the day-to-day duties because managers don't really know the day-to-day, they just see the results most of the time. And because I'm I'm applying my own knowledge to like, yeah, well, if they want to know this, they're going to ask why this happened. Why is it this number? I should really get that information for them because, you know, they they might ask it. And that's way too much, right? Like, you so need it's like need doing exercise it's like i'll go 100 percent, and i don't know how to go any less than that and it's the same with this it's like oh yeah i'll just get you everything you might need and then you can chop off what you don't want So there's a double-ended double-ended sword because one they don't ask a question that you thought they were going to ask so therefore your time's effect is like kind of wasted in that sense and then two you i end up uh, beating myself up because I'm thinking well I should have known that and I should have you know prepared for that as well and like me giving them all this extra information like what kind of image does that give them when they when they look towards me like this guy is like going like, way overboard like I only asked those four things and he's gave me 25 Like I don't need this much so um it's it's really like and that's the way I used to find it. Now I just kinda do what it's meant to be. and um, but it, you know how at the beginning I said something i uh, said something like, when you get more comfortable doing it because you've done it many times. It's kinda like when you're on your thirsty on the job after school and you you've got a chip on your shoulder, so to speak, and you wanna prove and you'll go a dozen beyond all the time and do all this extra stuff to make a name to yourself. It's almost like that was still somewhat ingrained in me and well that's a well that's a good thing um one it could give them another idea like you know this guy's not got enough work we should give them more work Mm. but then there's the other side of it where um like it shows a little bit of inexperience you know and not want to take things slow because most things happen in increments like if i'm trying to design a new process like i'll come up with draft one based on what i know okay make these changes draft two draft three and then it could be like 10 different drafts and then it's like okay now i think i have a route and i need let's do it yeah
1: um it's interesting it's just uh i mean i know you well and i know that none of this is kind of surprising for me to hear um (laughs) but the the i you know in my head i was thinking okay well you know the with the uh, imposter syndrome fraud would that come from when Hmm you don't maybe you have over prepared and they ask you a question that you're not able to answer. Do you think um you know they're gonna they're gonna know that or they're gonna think I'm stupid or I, I think I'm stupid, uh, I shouldn't be doing this. Mm-hmm. This isn't you know yeah. I'm I'm not good enough for this. Um mm-hmm. it's it's you're exactly that was not thought. trying try and uh try and avoid that embarrassment yeah. almost.
0: That that hit the nail on the head to be honest because that's actually what I used to used to think a lot actually. But um, now I'm, I'm, you know, again through learning and experience. Like I'm more than comfortable to say, look, I don't have that answer for you now. I know how to get it. I can get it for you, and I can let you know. And I have no problem with, you know, that what they might be thinking at that point. I think uh, that shows experience, and it and it shows like more like a, a, a more like a a veteran approach to things. Like, you know, I don't know the answer, but I'm not going to make it up. I'm going to find it and I'm going to tell you what it is. That's for a, sure. Even, and even it's a more... Being comfortable sorry. enough to say that and a
1: meeting to say, okay, oh, mm-hmm. hey, do, you, do you know this? Even if it's not completely yeah. relevant to go, do you know what? Actually, I don't. So let me go find out yeah. and I'll get back to you. There's really nothing... Yeah
0: nothing wrong with that. And again, no, yeah, like, not, I actually respect that when people say that. I'm like, that's good because you could have just made up something and you could have avoided the question that you didn't. answer the question directly and you told me, like, this is what you don't know. Exactly. I'm good with that. Rather
1: than try and guess or, yeah, like you yeah. said, just mumble away and don't address the question and answer something else rather than just say, hey, don't I know that. I think it's dying Goodness, on. Um, Let me find out so that I give you the best or most accurate information.
0: Mm-hmm. I think um, like it's it's a it's an interesting subject and like me telling you all this stuff is all this other people listening. Maybe you've found out something new because we know each other really well. But I got a funny feeling that none of this surprises you in any way. But um, but like that's that's this type of person I am, and I and I've, I have ideas why that actually is. Uh, but what would you say? Like so, mine's is the over preparedness approach to it like is there any other examples that you can think of like when you were like um you got a task or you were trying to do something as you know small or as whatever you want to uh say mm-hmm. where you just because like it's normal to put these things off like oh man this gonna take so long and it's so difficult like i'll just leave it i'll just leave it for now i'll leave it for now and then eventually you're like okay generally for me whenever i do Procrastinate, which you know, everyone does at some point. But then, the only like the time where it gets real is like if there's a time constraint on it. Like, hey man, I need this in uh, the next couple of weeks. Oh well, I've got a couple of weeks. It's fine, you know. And then it's like, actually, son, I need that by two days. Okay, now you got to do something. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: and and it's it's, crazy. Hard, it's hard to say. I mean, the idea of procrastinating. There's not much um that i can give for that mm-hmm.
0: I think awesome. it really comes
1: yeah. down to my idea of or my comparison comparing myself to other people um yeah. one of the things that i've been reading up a lot about is the idea of mm-hmm. um, when you're a child and you're being told if you complete a task or you do well in a test you're told oh you're so smart and i remember mm-hmm. being told that when i was a kid when i did stuff well and in my head mm-hmm. i even remember thinking. Well, I know I'm not that smart. but they think I am, and that's <laughs> concerning to me because, you know, I feel like I have you to live don't... up to that almost. And I know yeah. I that. So the idea of um, that kind of gets instilled in you young. Yeah. Um, procra- I mean, for another procrastination would be with a university when it came to exams and or regarding like written reports or essays. I was. Mm-hmm. I'm the kind of person that doesn't do that straight away and get it knocked out and then submitted weeks in advance. I'm the kind of person that that submits it within a day or two of the deadline,
0: mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm.
1: and that is simply down to the belief that I don't think I can actually do this. And the contemplation mm-hmm. of dropping out of the course and you know pursuing something else always goes through your head as well.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a good point. I think that um, when, when I was young, um, similar things, actually, like, um, always got told that, like, I mean, this is not new for you anyways, and I think I probably said on the podcast as well, but like, I was always told, like, Sean, you can do anything you want. You know, you can achieve anything you want. And the thing is, I genuinely believe that. Like, I genuinely believe that now. Uh, but it puts a lot of pressure on you. It does. Like, if you think you can achieve anything, and then you've got this monumental task of doing something, it's like, well, this thing is like a million miles away. How do I get there? <laughs> hmm. I think it depends. Um,
1: like, I think the message of you can achieve anything, it, it can go one or two ways. If you can say you can achieve anything because you're smart, that's yep. that can be damaging. If you say something yep. like, "I think you can do whatever you want because I know you'll always put the most effort you'll put the yeah. work in you'll put in so much effort so that mm-hmm. but then even if you don't achieve that thing and then you're told you know what you did so you did you put so yeah. much effort into that you should be proud of yourself even though you didn't quite yeah. achieve it
0: Get there. i think yeah.
1: that instills a lot i was i was, uh, was I, I heard about a, a study done in young children where they were given a task to complete two groups of children um mm-hmm. the first task they were given was quite uh, a straightforward and easy task um, yep. When they completed it, half the kids were told, you're really smart, um, well done. And the other one was told, well done, you put so much effort into that. Uh, and then later on, they were given us another task, one that was actually, actually impossible to complete. And they were mm-hmm. timing the children how long it took for them to give up because the task couldn't be completed. Um, the kids who were told, oh, you're so smart, gave up after four minutes. Um, the other kids <laughs> gave up after an average of 12 minutes. So that, that made wow. that a huge
0: difference just from
1: that
0: small that's, messaging. Yeah. from that, And it's subtle words. Yeah, like, they're saying the same thing, but they're saying it in a different way. Like they're putting it that, that differently. They're saying, like, you know, well done, but they're saying when you put that on your kid or, or whoever to say, you're really smart. Like, you know, well done. That's great. And then when something's challenging. And I think that's important. Like, that's a good point because I remember um, – Second last year of high school, I was um, I was doing my exams, and as you know, second last year of high school, the exams are very important to, to get towards university and all that stuff. So there's a lot of pressure, and um, and I studied, I studied so hard, man. Like I probably told you, this, I studied so hard every night. I went to after school classes, everything, and I didn't get the grades I needed. Uh, in this year, in the second last year, and then I was devastated. And I was I was like, I don't know what to do because now I need to go and do these courses again in the last year. And then I don't know if I'm going to get to university. And I wanted to go to uh, Adler-Tay University and I needed these grades that I'm now a mile off that. And I, I was hoping to get like you know, half to three quarters done in fifth year and then sixth year do the, the, the other half or whatever. Like I was trying to think about it like that. And I was like, oh my God, I don't know what I'm going to do. And always remember remember on my mum saying to me, she, she, she came in, she says, so how do you doing your exams? Because this point gets nailed out to you and that, right? So my mum's out or whatever, she comes in. And I'm like, I didn't get what I wanted. And I'm just, honest, I can't tell you how devastated I was. And then she goes, D- you tried your absolute best. You were at all the classes. You'd done everything that you could to make that work. And, yeah, he didn't get it right, but, Sean, there's always a way. There's always a way to get what you, what you want to get to. It just might not be the path that you thought you, that you were going to go, like, you know, go and do a 6 year to university. Maybe you just have to go to college for a year, and then you're going to get to university, and then you'll, you'll still end up at the same place. It just might take you a year longer. It's, and that stuck with really me so well.
1: I'm glad it did, because it, I don't know about your... Your school, our school was very much, you know, if you don't get, apply to university, if you don't get in, then, you know, you're, you're kind of, you're not going to achieve anything. Um, mm-hmm. But that idea, I mean, I, I have a similar story when it came to maths. Um, mm-hmm. Fifth year, I, I didn't, I didn't even sit the exams. I didn't sit the higher exams. They, they dropped me down a level into intermediate two. And I passed them. I, mm-hmm. I was able to do that. But at no point yep. did my my teacher I was the same teacher two years in a row, uh, and at no point did my teacher make it about smarts or not smarts. It was always about effort, and him saying to me, "If or you put in the effort, you will get this grade that you need." Um, and I was the one we had one on one sessions reason. after after school, yep. and then at the end of the second year, I actually got a grade A, and I remember being gobsmacked wow. when I when I saw the the grade. <laughs> And then when I went to see him <laughs> afterwards to give him back the textbooks, he, he said to me, I'm not surprised you got that grade because you put in the effort to get it and That's that you deserve it yeah. for that effort. Uh, and again, even at that point, it wasn't a <laughs> case amazing. of "Brian, you got it because you're so smart. It was because you put in the effort. So
0: You put in the work, yeah.
1: At the time, I didn't realise so how, how helpful that was because at no point did I give up um, mm-hmm. that. And I think it's perhaps true. if the teacher had approached it differently, it m- might not have went
0: Same way, yeah, and you you know yourself, there's some points in your life where someone says something. and The thing is, you've got to be mentally ready for it, it's got to be the right place at the right time, Mm -hmm. and you're in the right mindset. And then you hear the one thing that you've heard a million times, but it sticks. And that day it stuck because I was felt so low for me, and I was like, I just didn't get there, and I just was upset in it. And when she said that, I was like, That's it, yeah, that's it, right. And uh, no, I just, I just can't, can't get, away, can't get away from that thought.
1: Um, I, I mean, I do remember when I used to visit my grandpa, and he'd say, "Oh, how's school going?" And I'd say, "Yeah, it's going well." And he said, "Oh, you're the smartest in the class." And I remember thinking, "I'm definitely not." But you'd say to him, mm. "Yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I'm smart." And you're like in you're going, "I know, I know, I'm not." <laughs> so you're already at that point, going, <laughs> yeah. "Oh, I'm, I'm telling a lie right mm. now. I'm a fraud." And um, mm-hmm. you know, I hope he never has, he never gets to find out. Kind of thing, yeah. Um, But that's that's a completely harmless thing for him to have said. He's just talking to a child. Um, you don't realize that it does sort of snowball over the years as as you get
0: older. It does, and the generation thing, right? Like, and you know, you're talking to an older generation where the be all and end all was doing well at school and you know going to college, or maybe just going to school and going to work and earning a living, and you know, maybe didn't value school as highly, but um what was what I think has affected all of us, and it does even daily because you can you know we are all humans and we all have different points of view, but um you got to realize that what they're saying is contextual to them and not uh, most things are not really aimed at you specifically, you know what i mean um which is why I think you know like I think um, a lot of imposter syndrome and these self sabotaging and being judging yourself. It really comes from, um, the, well, there's a couple of things, I think. I think it comes from uh, valuing people's opinions way too high. Um, and I think the other one uh, is, if you're judging yourself uh, so much, I think it's because you also judge other people a lot as well. And I've been guilty of that one, and, and both of them, as so a matter of fact. Maybe. Uh, I think we all have. Probably. Um, but I think these are... Yeah. I, I mean, it's a very hard statement to say, I guess, but like that's just you know what I think about it well I mean one I thing think... I
1: would say to someone is that if, like say you're in a meeting and someone well you you said it yourself mm-hmm. you you mentioned both of these things you said if you're in a meeting and you're asked something you can't answer you would be embarrassed you would be upset that you didn't know it
0: used to be if yeah. someone else yep. said
1: it you, you even said yourself I would respect that so it's like well yep. why wouldn't someone respect you for doing the same thing and I know you're saying this isn't yeah. as much of a problem for you as before but I think if you sort yep. of we're all our own worst critics. I mean, even when we play soccer together, Absolutely. you know, you might not have had a good game or <laughs> I might not have had a good game. Neither of us has to say to the other, oh, I don't think you played that well tonight because we both know that we're our own worst critics and we all <laughs> we know that we're, we're beating <laughs> ourselves up more than anybody else possibly could, which is, yeah. you know, part of it. But again, if I was to watch you yeah. have a bad game, I would never give you uh, abuse for that. and You would never do it for me because mm-hmm. we know we're doing it to ourselves you need to try and Absolutely. treat your, almost People say treat others how you
0: want to be treated yourself. Treat yourself as you treat others as well. Uh, yeah, couldn't have, you couldn't have said it there. That's exactly what I was thinking when you were saying that. I'm like, yeah, just treat yourself the way you treat others. And likewise, like the same the other way around. And it, it's so true, man. Like, I think that, yeah, I think we are our own worst critics because there's been times where you said to me, Point blank, Sean, you had a great game. Like you played so well. Like you done. Like you never put a foot wrong the whole game. And I'm like, really? Did I play that well? Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I actually said to you, They're like, well, what did you do wrong? I was like, uh. that's What's <laughs> the you know, awesome. syndrome of so, well,
1: oh, you, yeah. you think I did? well? You're wrong. I didn't. I didn't do well.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's true. I mean, that's
1: one thing that I, I think, try to do more of myself is to praise my own performances at soccer. And it does. It does make a difference. I don't know if it's a Scottish thing where we we don't do that. (laughs) Um, I was speaking to someone. This was a while ago, but I said to them, "Oh, yeah, I played played soccer other night, and I, you know, I I played quite well. I I didn't let in any goals." He said to me, "That's the first Mm time that you've ever praised yourself, and not just generally your team for playing, and you should you should do that more often."
0: Mm -hmm. That's true, and I actually make a point of that when I'm when I'm working with other people as well, like. What's a way I can say something to someone, not necessarily to make them feel good, but to you know to get a little pick me out and be positive and be like, you know what, that, you know this this is what you're doing here is great. I think it's you're doing a great job. Something as small like that can go a long way for someone. Yeah, and you know making sure like those. I was in a. I think it was one of my my last uh, meetings uh, uh, there in. Um, I think, no, it was a couple of weeks before. But anyway, I was sitting there and someone had said to me something and they they, they said something along the lines of, like, what you've done uh, here is is phenomenal. Like, you've turned it on its head and now it's so streamlined and the process is so good and it's so easy for everyone to follow. And I, the first thing I said is, like, I, I really appreciate that, but, you know, I w- we wouldn't be here right now if it wasn't for my, my colleague as well. And he was there and I says. Like, I'm not taking the credit for all of this because this is not just me. This is this is both of us. And like for so me, as you you know me well, it's, it's never I, it's always we. So me like as a team, we did this. Whether I did it and dra- drove it forward and made it better or whatever. It's like, well, without my team, this wouldn't we wouldn't be no. here. Um, Even if they didn't work on that specific part of work, they were still working on running something within your team. So therefore, it's a joint effort to get to where you're as getting to. As long as you're, as and long I as you're not that
1: substituting that it for giving them all the praise, like you still need to be in a position where you say, I Absolutely. know I played my part and that I achieved something here. Yep. And yeah, by all means, as, as a manager, yep. as a people leader, definitely shedding that light on those people too in a way that instills confidence yep. in them. And, and if any of them are having any imposter yep. syndrome, that it would help alleviate that. Mm-hmm. And you might know, you might not know, Absolutely, but given that, feedback
0: yep. is, is good but not to your own detriment for mm-hmm. sure absolutely yeah and exactly that's why I say yeah. we we did this you know like I would never say oh yeah it was all him like I never yeah. done anything yeah. like. but especially if that wasn't true uh did you know one thing um that I was thinking uh while you were, were talking there I think um all of this and, and like don't get me wrong like I'm not saying there's a cure for this and it'll ever go away because it's going to be there forever but it's how you address it and how you deal with it, which is where I think the, uh, where you can have the change and how you approach everything. And I think that number one is I always, I've probably said the same line a million times, but it's when you know yourself, like we, we've done our certain things that we've been doing to get to know ourselves that you know, whether that's going to counseling or therapy or, uh, you know, writing a journal or whatever it is that you're doing, like, once you really get to know like when you become more comfortable in yourself and who you are as a person and what you believe and and what your uh sort of outlook on life every day is because you're in control of all of that and and unfortunately that's changed over your whole life because you know you experience certain things and you know your your mind goes in different places because of what's happened which is normal but i think i think that's a fundamental Part for uh, absolutely
1: I, I think that it really c- comes down to anything in life if you you can't you, you we're all shaped by our environment but you know we we don't can we kind of don't have to be we, we only we can yep. choose to respond in certain ways we can shoot we we effectively do choose to respond in anger if we're angry at something we, we don't have to respond like that yeah um but uh, mm-hmm. for me, one of the yep. big things is talking about it. And, and even if it's yep. a colleague or a therapist yes. or a friend to say, you know what, I, I don't... i using the imposter syndrome thing. Yep. You know, I, I don't think I'm performing well at work or I really don't think that I can do this. Um, mm-hmm. Just talking, you'll be surprised yep. how, how helpful that can be. And
0: even knowing that someone
1: else can say, you know, Chances are they'll say, well, you know, I felt like that before because everybody, look like, everybody, goes through
0: that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, self doubt and all of that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Everybody's done it. And... There's, there's a thing I read the other day, and I, 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 I would I would love to ask you, um, it was someone says like it's, it's, like so i just, I'll just use social media as an example because it's the easiest way or any, in fact, the real life. Um, someone, you, you do, you, you, let's say you do a, a presentation and uh one guy says, Sean, that is the worst presentation I've ever heard. What you, like, it didn't make any sense. The structure was all wrong. uh You didn't address the room. You didn't move room. You didn't engage the audience. It, it was just, yeah, it was just really bad, right? And then you get someone else, you know, the same night or, like it's kind of like irrelevant. I'm talking about kind of like the opposites. Where, where someone goes, hey Sean, like that was a great job. Like even if, even if whether they believe it or not, it's a different story. But um, they say it's the it's a the best presentation. that they've seen great talk, um, everything was fantastic. Um, the, you know, then they give you a little tip in there to say, you know, next time I would maybe uh, wrap it up in this way or something, right? Like a little tip, but you know, it's very positive comment. Another one's very negative clearly with what uh this example is I-, I was reading something and i can't I can't even remember what it was now, but um so you have the choice to how you interpret that right because you let's say you just got these comments back to back, like you listen to one and you listen to the other. It's up to you how you interpret that information. do you think um that's uh like how you take that in? Is that something that's, would, how would you approach that? Because for me, in fact, yeah, I'll let you, I'm going to start talking more, but uh, like, what would, you, what would you say? How would you interpret that and how would you kind of like move forward? A year that? ago,
1: I would have probably said to you, I would have been really hung up on the negative feedback uh, and probably almost mm-hmm. all, all but ignored the positive. Um, for, for now, I think that I would value both equally. Um. And I would probably look to get a bit more information. It it depends on the kind of, to to focus on the negative negative, feedback. If someone just say, that was garbage and that was kind of it, or to your point where you say your delivery was wrong or you didn't engage the audience, is to ask, well, Mm. how could I have done that better and try and use it to learn? Yeah. as for the Absolutely. positives, it's yeah. always good to get positive feedback and even just trying... Absolutely, to yeah. this, this person said I did this well, this person said I did it badly and to sort of uh, listen mm-hmm. to both pieces of feedback and see if you can gain anything from either or as, as well. Um,
0: mm-hmm. So you're more open-minded I, then to both... That's a although, conscious thing you know, because I am
1: more aware of the fact that yeah. you know, I have had imposter syndrome yeah. in the past. I think before... And what this is one of the things with horse syndrome is in the definition where you focus more on the failures and the negativity than the achievements. So, if someone yep. says to you, you did that really Absolutely. well, you're more likely to sort of let that go over your head than someone say you didn't do that well at mm-hmm. all. You're more likely to focus on that and dwell on that mm-hmm. and see that as proof that you're right, that you're not supposed to be where you are, even though someone else has just told you you did a mm-hmm. really good job.
0: Yeah. Because you couldn't have gotten any better reinforcement after you got the bad, see- the negative feedback to someone saying it was the, uh, a great exactly. thing. Exactly. I mean, I it, it um, also depends like... on
1: the individuals who are given the feedback. If it's someone whose feedback you can <laughs> that's
0: exactly what I was someone, someone whose
1: feedback you respect, <laughs> and you know that what yeah. they're talking about is uh, is yeah. a, a bit of a subject. They're a subject matter expert in it. Well, of course, that comes down to it too. <laughs> if I'm doing a, a speech yeah. on buses again, and someone who's an expert in buses, because, hey, Ryan, you did really well, could have maybe yeah. did this a bit better, but overall really good, and then someone who knows nothing about buses come over and go, that was crap. I'm probably going to go, well, okay, mm. tell me more as to why you think it was bad, but depending yeah. on how that conversation goes, was, I yeah. might walk away and go, I didn't really gain anything from that, but I would be open and minded enough to ask for, True. for information in detail. Mm-hmm.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, no, it's- I would say, like, mine would narrow yours a lot, I think. Uh, maybe, like, um, you know, I've been kind of doing the whole, uh, like, I think people that the listen to the podcast know that I've been, like, doing therapy for a, re- a really long time, like, you know, three and a half years or so. So, like, I mean, I think um, th- the reason I speak about things the way I do is because, you know, this is what works on me, and this is what I've learned, and it's pretty much the same as what you just said. Like, initially, I would be, like, you know why was it so bad like and i'd really get hung up on that all the details um again depending on who gives you but let's say it's someone who's very experienced that's giving you that information then before i would think that they they were saying it against me although they might be by the way they might be saying it against me i would think it that way but now i'm more in the thing of you know i'm going to ask for more specifics like you know uh, you said I didn't deliver that well, but like, you know, from your experience, because you're the more experienced person, like, you know, what would be a way that you would do that? And then maybe I can try and come up with some variation of that for, for next time. Um, and I think that's that's where I'm where I'm at now. And so uh, and, and the positive one, uh, I t- I'm, I'm, I'm trying uh, or I have been trying to um, weigh them equally the negatives and the positive, there's no, not one is better than the other. It's both, it's good to get both, but equally take them the same way, like positives. Okay, that was great. I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. What would you say I could have done better? Like just based on what you observed, you know, like, so you can always, you know, you're always looking for that way to, to improve more. Uh, Cause saying it's great is obviously a fantastic compliment to get, but there is also like, you know, they might say they don't, see anything to improve by the way but at least you know so me like asking that question is kind of like maybe it gets them thinking like oh yeah well you know you talked about this subject but really you could have you know you could have presented it in this way and i think it would have been much easier for your audience to understand it yeah okay um, that makes more I sense mean,
1: again it really depends on the detail Some of like yep yeah, that was perfect oh, and, yeah. Oh. yeah it was just it was yeah. it was great and you're yeah. like, okay well what was great oh the whole thing then you know uh-huh. that's you're, you're not the whole gonna, thing, I, It's nice, the, the, yeah. nice of them to say that. And go, you know what? I appreciate that. Thank you. But you know yeah. that you're not, you're not
0: mm-hmm.
1: I, selfish or not. You're not going to gain anything yeah. for the next time you're doing Got it. Um, but no, nah. you're I just going to get a little, yeah, so, <laughs> you, yeah, you're still get <laughs> so, the valuable feedback from others. And, um, it doesn't, it doesn't, absolutely. It's not invalu it's not no, invalid is not the right word, but it's, it's not not valuable. It's just you might not be able to take anything away from it. Uh, and I know, I know that there's been uh-huh. occasions where I've said to you, or you'd say to me, oh, how do you think that went? And I'll go, ah, I think it went well. And then you go, okay, well, what went well? And you'll ask me to elaborate on it rather mm-hmm. than going, okay, thanks. Because you want, you want to improve, and I think that's yeah. the right way to do that. And if I was to, go, if I was to say, mm-hmm. oh, just the whole thing was great, then you'll, oh, in your head you must go, okay, well, that's, that's nice of them to say that, but.
0: We'll move on then. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like I still value it very highly. United thought, like, you might have genuinely thought, hey, like, based on what I remember right now, everything was great. Like that, that, that could well be mm-hmm. true. Um, we, we've got a couple minutes, couple minutes left uh, coming up to the hour. It's been been that long. <laughs> uh, it mm-hmm. seems very quick. So, like, just before we we uh let it go because we got to sixty minutes. Uh. What would you say is like? I mean, I think we've talked about a lot of practical tips on dealing with it. Uh, to be honest with you, but is there anything else that you would want to like add and say? You know, like that you didn't talk about already, or something you wanted to elaborate? I,
1: the main main thing for me was was being mindful and catching my own thought processes. You talked about the cycle. If I were, yeah, it's something that's really helping me now in my new role that. You know, There's a mixture between the environment and, and my own mentality and yep. the leadership I have where you're encouraged to give. I've, I've even been in a position where I've been given feedback on something and I've been told, if you don't agree with the mm-hmm. feedback, please tell me and we can have this discussion, um, which is something that awesome. I've never really had that before and, and that's something that really relaxes me. But mm-hmm. the main, main thing is um, yeah. being mindful of your own thoughts. And if you ever think to yourself, I shouldn't be here, I, they've made the wrong decision hiring me, or um, I can't do this, is mm-hmm. to catch yourself and go, mm, this is imposter syndrome. I'm, you know, I'm, I know I'm wrong when I think that. Uh, and, and just mm-hmm. trying to reverse that thought process and going, OK, I, I know I can. Or even just breaking down the concept of, OK, well, what is it that's happening right now that I'm struggling with? And is there something that I can yep. just go and ask mm-hmm. someone for assistance on? To learn it because
0: yeah.
1: you're never mm-hmm. going to get it first time so there's there's no. two elements to it it's catching your own thought processes um and using everything as a learning opportunity to
0: grow. Mm-hmm. that's it like looking at life as a a learning opportunity and a process and you know once you sort of love uh going through that process of you know or, I don't know if love is the right word, but once you get used to saying, you know, this process, I'm happy that there's going to be hurdles and there's going to be difficult points along the way. And I'm happy to tackle every single one of them when it comes up. But it just being, just being honest with yourself that it is going to happen. As for every single person listening, every single person I know, they're going to have difficult times, they're going to make mistakes, things are not going to work out. But that's life, and you just kind of have to approach it the, that's it. the I right mean, way. We, so we I think
1: never, never stop t- learning. We, we literally never stop learning. Yeah. Um, and as a Absolutely. case of, you know,
0: awesome. knowing that
1: you're going to fail and use an example, of when you learn to ride mm-hmm. a bike, you know the risks, you're going to fall off, you're going to scrape your knee, but you get back yeah. up and you get back on it and you keep doing it until it works.
0: Exactly. It's a good analogy, riding a bike, everyone can pretty much relate to that. Oh, right, I appreciate your appreciate your time, man. I appreciate you talking about this. I think some good good talk and uh, good tips for everyone. I think uh, I think it's yeah. I think it's a good one. But thanks a lot, man. Thanks I am really I'm, I'm happy to to help and join in.
1: Awesome,
0: man. Really. T- Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Inside Out podcast. What a what a great conversation I uh, had with Ryan on imposter syndrome and why um, why this is evident in a lot of our lives. And I think that uh, there's a lot of uh, great relatable information in this podcast uh, for many of us. Uh, like Nene Ryan said, we both struggle with. The, the imposter syndrome at tends of our lives. So I really, really hope that everybody brought, uh, got value from this episode and that they, they enjoyed listening to it. Uh, and you can hit me up on uh, Facebook or Instagram, Uh, You can get me on uh, Sean at InsideOutPodcast.com You can go to InsideOutPodcast.com And get in touch with me If you want to see anything Hear anything uh, On any future episodes But anyway I really hope that you guys Enjoyed the episode And I hope that you have a great week ahead And next Tuesday we'll be back With more Inside Out Podcast